0: This is Panama today. This is your host, Pastor Bill. We're hearing Gamboa music and inspiration to help you live for Jesus. Glad you're with us, folks. In The next 30 minutes. periodically I give you a scripture to get us going with today and I've used this before but this helps to remember it be not wise in your own eyes fear the Lord and turn away from evil it will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones forgiving others opens the way folks Jesus forgives us we are to forgive others that is in Proverbs 3, Let's 7, and 8. Jesus who died, well, here on Panama today, we have a variety of people who come and go. Sometimes some people have actually walked into my office. And uh, I was going to make a program or something, and they walked, and I said, hey, do you have a testimony? And they said, what's a testimony? And I said, well, you went through a problem, and it was a real test, and you found out God was good, and so we call that a testimony because we went through the test. But this guy, we lined him up, and uh, so I know he has testimonies, but – I knew he was coming, so we were ready. This is Mark, and uh, Mark is an interesting guy. And uh, in fact, everybody here that comes and makes Panama Today programs is interesting. And um, by the way, uh, listeners, our website, www.gamborunion.com has a way that you can respond to that. So if... You want to, after this program, you want to say, hey, I want to hear this over again, you go to our archives to do that, and actually that can be used all around the world. You just go to our website and you hit archives on that. But uh, if you want to say something that when this program is over, you can go and there's a place you can make comments to me and to my email And you can say, hey, how do I get hold of Mark? How do I uh, tell him that he did a great job? How do I tell him it could have been better? (laughs) (laughs) So that's to get him smiling right now. Hey, Mark, welcome to Panama today. Nice to see you.
1: Thank you, Pastor Bill. We are honored to be here with you today.
0: You know, whenever I say it's nice to see you and somebody says that to me, hey, Bill, it's nice to see you. I say at my age, it's nice to see anybody so <laughs> so we go with that mark um, who on earth are you according to our listeners you've got some friends all right but overall you're not panamanian no and uh you've come here for a purpose and we'll get to that but what happened to you like tell us where you came from and uh What got a hold of your life? Why do you do what you do, As I asked. So anyways, I want to make sure you feel welcome here. And all our listeners are smiling now, and some are on their cars, and uh, some have just dialed across, and they said, oh, this looks interesting. It's in English. I want to learn this. So we don't have
1: no idea,
0: basically, who's listening. Mm -hmm. So let me tell you, how old are you?
1: I'm 44 years old.
0: Right. Okay, that gives you an idea, folks, that he's about half my age. <laughs> so, not That's quite. So, funny. So, uh, so, tell us back to this question then. Uh, uh, where'd you come from? What's going on in your life?
1: Well, uh, first of all, I'm just a, I'm just a guy. I, uh, a guy who loves Jesus, who uh, is loved by Jesus. And um, the way that I, I found Jesus, or rather, he found me. Yeah,
0: isn't that true?
1: Is through the testimony of my mother. Wow. So, uh, my mother was a Christian for a very long time, and she was married to my father, who was a Muslim. And I kind of just was in between, so I'd go to the mosque on Friday and go to church on Sunday with my mom. Where were you then? Well, all over Europe, actually. I was born in Ethiopia, but then, because of my dad's job, we moved to Europe, and uh Every time we got to a country, my father, who was a Muslim, astonishingly, would make arrangements to find a church, a Christian church, for his wife. And, uh, That's heavy. And, and make me go to church with my mom on Sunday for some oh. reason. <laughs> he wouldn't make you go to mosque? No. But he'd make me go to church on Sunday.
0: Already God was marking Mark
1: oh it gets better (laughs) okay go ahead so we spend uh, about 16 years in europe and we go back uh to ethiopia where my mom is from and uh we're there you know i'm 16 Uh, my interests in life are girls and uh fun and uh rock and roll and just whatever a typical teenager wants
0: you had the hair to prove it oh yeah i still do
1: (laughs) i saw some of those photos the long hair and all that yeah (laughs) yeah you wonder what's in there well it's just uh grace samson's power i guess a bunch of stuff (laughs) okay i'm not going to interrupt go ahead well so i get to to ethiopia this is uh in the 90s and uh of course my head is not really i I go to church i i like jesus you know i'm i'm not particularly uh, following him but when we get there, something amazing happens is that uh, my mom who has always been like the bigger the biggest uh, cheerleader for Jesus is is, tes- is testifying to her family and telling her uh, family that uh, they need Jesus and uh, her family at the time uh, were nominal Christians and you know they kind of got uh, mixed up with some uh, some kind of uh, pagan rituals. Because they wanted to get ahead of in life, and uh, my mom kept telling them about the power of Jesus to save them. Lo and behold, the Holy Spirit showed up, and uh, thirteen people got saved that day. There was uh, some people who got delivered. From, well, where were you then? We were in Addis Ababa, Ethiopia. Oh yeah. So so. That's the capital of. Uh, the capital yeah. of of Africa, actually. That's where uh, the AU is, the, the African Union. Uh, oh. So. Anecdotally, the reason that uh, my mom is, is from Ethiopia and and I was born there is because my dad was a diplomat for Cameroon uh, to Ethiopia. That was just kind of to yeah. give you an idea as to why we were there. So, uh, my mom's testimony. She calls her friends uh, charismatic pastors. They come, they pray, and as they're praying, people are getting delivered, and I see the power of Jesus. People are shaking over. Uh, the mention of his name, and I'm like, this man is powerful. This Jesus is powerful. So I start opening my Bible and I start reading, and just I fell in love with Jesus. So one day we're at a conference. Uh, actually, it's in my at my aunt's living room. Several uh, pastors came, and the whole family is gathered. Maybe like 30 people or so. And the pastor goes, uh, he goes uh, around laying hands on people. And as he's laying hands on people, some people kind of react a different way. They start screaming. They get delivered. Some of them start crying. And I'm like, oh, boy, my turn is coming. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want any of these things to mess with me, Jesus. I give you my life. So a pastor comes closer, and he lays his hands on my head. And the most amazing thing happened. Um, A white light just kind of like a white sword went from my head to my heart uh and and just kind of overwhelms me and ever you could feel it i could feel like a sword going from my head to my heart i've always speculated that's where the the soul resides in the body from your head to your heart i don't know i'm not an expert but from that day on everything that i wanted to do that was following the flesh gone wow didn't mean that I didn't sin anymore. It just mean that I didn't have the desire for the things that I yeah. desired. Yeah, that's what you said. That's what deliverance is. As a 16 year old, um, my life completely changed and uh, I was in high school. And uh, of course, it was a little bit difficult going back to high school after that weekend and just kind of trying to avoid uh, the things that I like to do.
0: Right, right.
1: So my mind was fully on Christ and I started reading like crazy just the whole book i read the whole bible like several times over prayer life everything my my whole life my whole uh, perspective was i want to serve jesus right so um i finished high school and uh, i wanted to be a, a diplomat like my dad and that's what i wanted to do but by the time i i was 18 i decided i, I didn't want to be a diplomat anymore or a politician or anything like that that i wanted to serve the lord And by God's grace, there's a group in Ethiopia called the SIM. It's a Sudan Internal Mission or Society of International Missionaries. And uh, it's just a group of Americans who uh, plant churches, planted churches in Ethiopia.
0: I think some of our listeners uh, may know of SIM. Yes. I have known of SIM years ago. So uh, people may who have an interest in missions and so on. So this is wonderful. You got connected. I got connected with immediately with a good group. If a very I can good say group.
1: That. Very good group. And thank God, what they did is they started a small Bible college. And this little Bible college was non-denominational. You had uh, some DTS people there. You had some Reformed people, but just any Christian, every Christian was was uh, welcome there. And so <laughs> I finished my high school, and I decided I'm going to go join there and. They let me in. Oh, wow. And uh, and I thought I knew the Bible. but When I got there, I was like, I already know the Bible. I'm just going to come here and see what you guys are saying. Yeah. So they give me a little test. And this little test is called uh, a survey of Bible doctrine. Yeah. And I realized that I didn't know anything about like how, I mean, I knew the Savior and I knew the Word of God, but I didn't understand theology at all.
0: How it puts together.
1: Yeah. How it's put together. Yeah. And so, um, thank God, I, I continued on, and uh, I, I continued in that school. School's name is Evangelical Theological College. Very good school. It's now actually bigger. It actually has a, a master's program.
0: Where, what country were you in there?
1: In Addis Ababa. Okay. So, from 18 to 20, I'm in Ethiopia, Addis Ababa. And then... Uh,
0: Just out of interest, right, sure, here, right sure. here.
1: You're speaking very
0: good English here and I I know you've told me you've had trouble and you're learning Spanish. What other languages or how uh, languages do you know?
1: So I could say I know about three and a half languages. Um, Uh The first language is Amharic, which is a a cousin of uh, Hebrew and Arabic. It's Ethiopian, Um, spoken by over a hundred and something million people. in three major countries which is ethiopia israel and the united states maybe
0: some listeners maybe know that as well so uh, go ahead
1: i'm hoping to find some people here in panama who uh can speak Amharic.
0: yeah well okay listeners uh now you've got a uh some homework here find somebody who does and um and then uh, you can get through our radio program and we can connect
1: you. So, go ahead. So, my second language is French. Uh, my oh. dad uh, was born uh, French Cameroonian, so my dad was French. And uh, so, yeah, that was my my language of communication. From uh, zero to uh, to high school, I, I, I did all of my schooling in all of these countries in French school, private French schools. Wonderful. Also known as lycée. That's what they call high school or... Yeah, uh, school in French. Yeah, so super fluent in French, um, and then my third language is gonna be English, and yeah. I'm still struggling with that one. Uh, Sounds but, good to me because I speak Texan. I don't oh, really speak a, English. A little
0: Texan stuff. Uh, <laughs>
1: cool. And the half language is the one I'm trying to develop here in Panama. Yeah. Uh, Lord willing. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: take us back to you're in the Bible school. You're learning the theology, how God puts
1: things together, uh, up to that point, anyway. I learned so much, and I get very excited. And my parents and I, my parents and I decided that I would go to the United States to further my studies. Oh. So at 20 years old, I move to uh, to Springfield, Missouri, and I go to yet another college, and. Uh, get my education done there and after that I uh, I get a job working for a Christian uh, uh, what do you call it a Christian record company oh, yeah. and as I'm doing that I get a ministry position at a church uh, teaching uh, college students I, I'm a little bit older at that point I'm about 23, 24 yeah. and that's where I meet my wife at that uh, that church yeah. in uh, in Houston, Texas, I moved to Houston, Texas. So I've lived in the states for 22 years total. Wow. And so I was at that church, met my wife, uh, and we decided to uh, that I should continue my my education, and I get a, a master's degree, a ThM, master's in theology, at an Anglican school. And uh, I get ordained. My kids, of course, have come throughout this time. I'm working, I'm feeding kids, and I'm going to seminary. And uh, about four years ago, an event happened in my life that made me um, reevaluate what I was doing uh, while living in the States. Life was super comfortable there, good salary, uh, good life. But my heart was stirred that I was not doing enough. So uh, that's when, uh, at that point, what the 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 the, cat- the catalyst for this, the event that happened is the death of my father. So when my father passed away, I just had to. I fell into a deep depression, and I wanted to reevaluate my life. What am I doing with my time here on earth? I got into a deep deep study of the scripture, and I I was I was uh, convinced that I needed to come to Panama. Yeah. And, by the way, my wife is Panamanian, so it oh, was yeah, easier. She? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. It was easier for, for us to make that decision. Um, her folks were here, too, and I was like, okay, you know, uh, we need to like live close to family and do the work that God wants us. And so I spoke with my brother-in-law, her brother, who is a pastor of a church here. Uh, and he said, yes, I do need help with uh, some of the projects that we have here, and would you please come down here? And so by, uh, maybe it took me about two and a half, three years almost to like raise the support to come here. So I'm here on on support uh, from the churches. And throughout that time, I had confirmation by two bishops who told me, sat me down, you're supposed to go to Panama. The Lord just told us you need to go to Panama. Those are Anglican bishops. Yes, two Anglican bishops.
0: And and where are they in the States?
1: So uh, one is in uh, uh, South Carolina. The other one is in Houston. Aha. Yeah. So the church, uh, I have about 11 churches supporting me Wonderful. and sending me. So uh, what am I doing in, in Panama? Uh, the king sent me here. Yeah, right. To to serve Panamanians and, and foreigners, anybody, anybody that, that yeah. uh, he puts on my path.
0: Yeah. This is a, a very crucial time in which we're all living. That's right. And um, I know we all, in the last time when we found out about this virus suddenly when churches are stopped I shouldn't say churches are let's say uh, services Mm -hmm. and gatherings as such and so we're asking the Lord what are the new ways because the kingdom of God nothing stops the kingdom of God that's right it's just how are we going to relate to that Uh, mark uh, you've had some amazing experiences and about your own life um what other things that you could share at this point is going to encourage some of our people as we're going through all this stuff
2: well pastor bill one thing that i've learned about the lord is that he doesn't ask our permission to put us to work um, my passions lay in different places but sometimes god just makes me do something by his power and uh, you know, I, I really liked my my comfortable life. So when I decided to give that up to start uh, preaching in a circuit in in, in uh, the United States, I encountered many things. Um, one of which was we were at this. I was invited to preach at this church in in uh, Texas, right by the border, and I was preaching about the power of God to deliver, and that was. Uh, so good I preached after after that and then they treated us to a barbecue after the preaching and we sat there and a lady sat there right across from me didn't know her she was just visiting with me and as I'm going over some of the notes uh, that God had given us at the table at the dinner table she started screaming and repenting and uh, just she she had this thing come out like she spit this ball out and she she just absolutely gave her life to God. and I didn't do anything. Sit, sitting at a barbecue. yeah, sitting at a barbecue we're <laughs> eating and she starts screaming uh, the passage I forgot what the passage was, but it was about the, uh, Jesus delivering somebody and she got delivered right there. And immediately the other pastor and I just looked at each other said, Oh, we know what this is. So we start praying, laying hands on her. Um, in our tradition, we actually even uh, just uh, put some blessed water on the person or anoint, anointed oil. And so we did all that. And she's delivered and she confessed of uh, the, the problem that she had and what sin she had committed. And uh, she's now on her way to recovery. So I want to say is like, even during this time... Um, God is doing things for us and showing us new things uh, how we can serve. Uh, This corona has been a a shock for us as Christians because uh, we are spiritual but also very physical people. We like to be together, we like to eat together, we miss human touch. Right. And so, what I've learned, uh, what was very, at first, a couple of depressing months for me because I had all these plans. I wanted to go to uh, the jungle to visit my Embera friends uh, uh, by the Darien uh, Gap, which I went there once, and those that, that my those were my plans. But now I can't because I don't want to infect them. Right. And the government said you can't go, and they were right because they're trying to keep us safe. So, so what I decided to do with my time is I started a podcast. If you are familiar, if you're not, what familiar what a podcast is, it's pretty much like pastor bill's radio station but it's on the internet and uh it varies from 30 minutes to an hour where i discuss issues and i was able to reach a lot of people like that and teach them about jesus because i feel like even though we could not assemble the main thing for us is that we have to keep studying and keep preparing for his coming that's so true
0: we all need to pray we need to pray. And um, I want you to pray and uh, some of the things that have come to mind what you're talking here. And uh, we just want to bring these things to the Lord here right now because a lot of people are going through uh, with confusion and fear. And uh, many of them have come to a point that they want to get set free. So if you just take us into prayer.
2: That's right. Dear Lord, we thank you so much Father, because you are a God who delivers, you deliver us, Lord God, from all kinds of things, from fear, from anxiety, you even deliver us from death, by the death of your Son, and the resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ. I pray, Lord God, that you will send your Holy Spirit to touch that person's heart today, who may be struggling with something, some sin, some oppression from the enemy, some economical problem, some disease, in the name of Jesus. We pray in the name of Jesus that this person, brother or sister, whoever you are, that you will be delivered today and that you will look at the grace of God and what he's done for you, even among trying times like these times, that you will put your faith in him. We pray for your salvation and the salvation of your family. In Jesus' name, amen.